HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on a special Valentine's Day edition of Meet and 3, we put a twist on the lovey-dovey holiday. The mission statement is save the world through silliness and chocolate, and in parentheses, launch a chocolate bar into outer space. But I'm having... um some conflict in the board members with the parentheses. That's okay. He cited that in his area there used to be 30 dairy farms and now there are three. You know, dessert was political and what you had on the dessert table said more about you than other markers of success. Tune in to Meet in 3, HRN's weekly food news and storytelling roundup wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni, and today is February 18th, 2020. We've got a great guest joining us tonight, all the way from Brewski, Sweden, Jonas. Jonas, introduce yourself, man. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Jonas, uh, tell, us, tell us your full name. And My name you- is Jonas Jalmason. It's, uh, like, uh, it's like Jones, you know, but with an ass. So Jonas. Jones ass. And uh, yeah. we had your brother on a couple years ago. Marcus. What's his, what's his full name? Marcus Yalmason. Yalmason. Yeah. yeah we There's had no ass show. in that name. <laughs> we were talking about the six most metal breweries, and uh, it was fitting. Um, you guys are not a normal brewery, and I, and I know you guys are doing some very cool stuff with fruit and sours, and we're going to be looking forward to talking to you guys. And our other good buddy here, BR from Shelton Brothers. BR, thank you so much for bringing on Jonas. You're welcome. Anytime. You're one of our favorite guests, and this must be like your 30th time Oh, on, I'm blushing. Yeah, you should. But um, so the whole thing of this, it's New York City Beer Week coming up on Friday, and the opening bash is Saturday at the Brooklyn Expo Center in uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. So you're one of the out-of-state, out-of-country brewers that are here and that's very exciting for us so so brs um we're going to taste a number of new york city brewery beers as well as uh, some brewskis so so jonas just tell us about you know a little bit about what you guys are doing at brewski you know we know you're doing things unusual you're you're, you're different but you're you know you're a swedish craft brewery you've came here to you were at the wakefield festival in florida um, you're not here for new york city beer week so just tell us about your travels and kind of like what what your job is 
uh, selling and promoting beer from Sweden? Yeah, this is... Uh, well, where should I start? Should I start uh, with the history of Brewski or... Yeah, actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here like a brand ambassador or a dancer or a, whatever you call it. My brother is the, is the founder and he is the, um, he's the guy who came up with this whole thing, Marcus Jalmarsson. So it, he's the star. He's the singer in this band. We're actually more a band than a brewery. We, 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 I, I look at us as uh, like, a, like a flat uh, organization, like a band. You know, everybody has the same uh, value, but we, but, uh, but we have one guy that writes all the songs, and that's Marcus. That's Marcus. Well, he's a cool guy. We had him on, and I really liked him. I really, even I, re- <laughs> I like him. You I've like been your brother. with him for 45 years, you know. And you're not sick of him? No, actually not. I, I get surprised every time I see him, you know. I, 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 I go like, oh, man, not this guy again. And then, you know, he's a funny guy. Yes, he's a nice guy to be around. You know, we're we're older now, so uh, you know it's it's it, it's it's a dream. And B, how did you guys uh, first find brewskis and uh, start importing them into the states? I believe that it was perhaps at the Mickler, the Copenhagen beer celebration. I believe that we first met up. We, I mean, we've started to do more and more Nordic Scandinavian breweries, and Brewski was just doing some some really cool stuff that we enjoyed. Um, you know, a little bit. A little bit different, a little bit on the quirkier side, um, but really tasty and, and well-balanced beers that we we liked and just like their philosophy of it all. So decided to, to bring them in and are happy to do so. And now especially excited because they are doing domestic production as well as Swedish production down in Florida. Jonas? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's our philosophy. Uh, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you said you're not a normal brewery. You well, know, we're not, to, we, have, we are not normal. You're people. not normal. No. You have we, I, we wish we were, but we, we gave up that a long time ago. <laughs> and, I, and I thought my brother was normal until five years ago. And then he called me and said, whatever you, you know, got in your hands, just drop it. Because I'm going to put all my energy into brewing beer. And I said, okay, let's do it, you know. Yeah, but you guys are like, you've got great design, branding, you're kind of like a band. You're like a lifestyle. We don't, band. We, we, we don't have a like a, we don't have a guys that you know. We don't have art directors. We don't have any of that. We don't have that segment. We just come. Every anyone who comes up with a good idea is kind of you know welcome. To we, we often find the, all the ideas in the chat, you know, or what do you call it in the thread, yeah, you know, the threads. Well, let's let's do this then. Let's start with the beers that you have. You can tell me about them. Um, where the idea came from, where the design came from. You know, you guys uh, yeah. must have a very interesting creative process. Yeah, first here we have a, uh, it's called, it, it, the name is Cherry Pie. It, it was actually brewed as a, because Marcus got married with Konya uh, this winter. So they call it Cherry uh, Me first. But now it's, um, it, it's released as a 3.5. The ABV is 3.5. It's a Berliner Weisse with, um, with tons or a ton of uh, cherries in it and some raspberries too. But it's actually a ton cherries on 24 hectoliters. So it's a massive uh, cherry bomb. I don't think we will release this here, but we will re- release the blueberry and strawberry pie 
at uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company. We already released it. I think it's on yep, its way. There are the kegs of yeah of the the blue the triple berry and the strawberry pie are on a truck as we speak, coming up from Florida, be on draft uh, this weekend, and then hopefully at, at uh, other places around the city after, shortly thereafter. So, is that, are you importing any beers? into the states now or is everything being brewed in tampa we're focusing primarily on tampa bay simply because it's it's cheaper it's fresher um you know it's it's market is so competitive that anything we can do to uh decrease the price point uh for imports is really big and also you know people are very concerned about freshness now even for beers that have a long shelf life you know oh this barley wine was brewed a year ago like well it's just coming into its own but um you know for cans in particular uh a lot of we have several breweries who are now focusing on both uh, European as well as domestic production, and they tend to to complement each other. You know, there might be some beers that we have that are coming from Europe, from from breweries um, that are only done there, and then others that are done in the U.S. where we want it to be a little bit fresher, uh, especially or a little bit cheaper as well. But um, yeah, we're pretty excited about it, and uh, the kit, the artwork is great. We're uh, and the the kegs are coming on their way, so. Great. This, this is like too. this is like a Swedish pie, transformed into the whole you know concept of, uh, of the American pie. So it's like a Swedish berries, you know, uh, transfused. How can can you say that into a, like a, the American it pie? It looks like a blood transfusion. It is a blood transfusion. It's a very evil naughty witch from Sweden. We, we <laughs> so whatever you say, BR is going to translate. But I understand everything. We emptied you're her. But um, so fruit. How did you? you know, fruit and sours is very trendy now. Yeah. Um, what? Why did you guys get, you know, embrace that so much? Fruit. Well, it's, you know, it started that with you know we couldn't get uh, we couldn't get good hops from the start. So Marcus he got uh, shitty hops and he, he just tried to make the hops work because he wanted his tropical notes, you know. And suddenly he, he was uh, he was experimenting with mango, and boom, uh, the mango fever just took off, and uh, now we're here, you know. And then we, we kind of uh, it took like three years to get uh, get control of of the process, but but now it's it's like a it's just like a Swiss clock, you know, not a Swedish clock, but it can you, you get what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. right now we're we're in control of it, and we can we have that. You know capacity uh, and and experience, so uh, we can we can we can allow ourselves to experiment uh, on a, on a with almost any fruit right now. So it's very exciting. Well, I'll tell you the the, the nose on this it does smell like a cherry pie. I don't know what your listeners what your experience is. To me, cherry pie. I don't have any memories of it. Um, do you have a memory of cherry pie? Uh, my memory is that I do not like cherry pie. <laughs> I, I love fresh cherries. I find that there's something when they get cooked or baked that makes them, that it turns them into a flavor I just do not like. But this is really nice because it's the sour cherry. It's a tart cherry. It's not like a sweet dessert type cherry. Um, and then just the hint yeah, It's of, a very straight flavor. Yeah. It, and I is mean, it vanilla in here as well? Yeah. yeah. It's, but it, it's not, it's not, it's not too, it's not sweet at all, in fact. The vanilla just adds a little bit of a savory note to it. But, yeah, it really... And the color is amazing. That was the nose, the vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I liked it. But what's interesting, you're right, so it's a sour cherry. I know you guys in your portfolio have... In, in Denmark, there's the... the Fredericksdale yeah, cherry the, wine. The sour cherry, cherry wine. wine. Yeah. Again, that's a, a cherry product that, to me, is delicious and dry. Um, is, is that your approach to, to, to... Because this isn't like your typical just soured, you know... Beer and it's not your typical 
fruited beer that we get in America, and this is pretty unique. I think it's really good. Well, well, it's 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 like an it's an experiment that you know went well <laughs> in a way. You know, we uh, we put a ton, thousand kilos of, of of cherries in that one. You know, you never know where it's gonna go, but you know. Jones, what was it like when you, growing up? Who's older, you or Marcus? He's eight minutes older. Eight minutes. Yeah. So uh, I got, I got, you know, it was green lights all the way out, out so of what, there. What, you know? Where were you born? <laughs> not like, not like Brooklyn. I, this is <laughs> the fucking oh, the red light district. I had red lights in, all the way from Manhattan here. <laughs> yeah. But where, where were you born in Sweden? Um, oh, it's on, in the in the in in nowhere. In in Värnamo, it's a small place in Småland. It's, it's it's a small county in Sweden. We it, you know we're from nowhere. Yeah, what what did your brother do? What did he, you both do when you were like twenty years old? Were you in he, the, he the army or something? Army? Yeah. Do no you have an army. <laughs> <laughs> or the Norwegian? No, we don't have an army, army man. Yeah. Well, but we uh, we we uh, but we have Norwegians, and if there's ever gonna be a war we throw them in front of us yeah. you just created an international relationship. no but the thing is Marcus he, he got a he got a kid when he was 17 so we kind of separated and I did my thing and he did his thing he, he worked with chemistry and he studied chemistry for many years in Lund you know at university so that was where he got his kind of you know knowledge and then he went to Canada because I have a brother. He's a professor. He, we have a brother, and he was doing some research in uh, Vancouver. He invited Marcus. Marcus went there, and he took him to this bar, craft beer bar. He never heard of anything, and, and, and when he asked for a beer, the bartender asked him if he wanted a brewski. <laughs> so he said, what's a brewski? Well, it's, it's craft, you know. Uh, so he got, uh, he got one of these, and, and he... He, he, it was an eye-opener eye for him, you know. But then he waited for, like, 15 years. Then he started studying. We, nobody knew about it, and he started study about study, study about it. And, uh, like, 15 years after, he called me and said, we're ready to go. The time is right. I think we can uh, make, a, make something different. And what were you doing back then? I was, in, I was into the music scene in Stockholm. So I was doing a lot of different stuff all over the place. Photography, you know, what, what people call creative stuff, what I call everyday stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, beer, the first beer we had was a New York City beer. What, where was that from? Yes, uh, because, of, uh, because it's New York City Beer Week. It's I brought, coming up, yeah. You know, people, we, we do imports. I mean, we do have some domestic breweries in our portfolio, but, you know, 90% of our breweries are imports. But there are re- plenty of very good beers locally, which I enjoy drinking as well. And uh, this one is from Three's Brewing. It's their Pilsner, their Vliet Pilsner, which is uh, a favorite of mine. Uh, nice, crisp, easy drinking Something that you can go go back to again and again. And we love that. Which beer. we like that at Shell. We a like lot that. Of, a lot of brewers <laughs> come in and mention Bleat Pilsner. So let's talk about brewing in Tampa. So how did Brewskies develop a relationship with the brewery in Florida, and what's it like making beer in, in the states? Wow, that's that's a very very interesting question uh, because we are still we are still in the process of. Uh, I mean, learning. You know, you have a different water here. 
you have different resources, you have different berries, you have different fruits, uh, you have different traditions, uh, techniques. But uh, I, I, it's, all, it's almost two years ago I went there, I went to TBBC and, and met the guys who works there, and we just became family. I was there uh, because of Honopu, I think, uh, the festival, you know, the Stout Festival. So I went there and, and uh, I was, uh, I was so tired. Stout Festival in Tampa. No, yeah, where, where is it? Is it in, um, well, near? Yeah. Somewhere. You know, you know um, Cigar City? Yes. Marcus made, one of the first collabs he, he made was with Cigar City when we started five years ago. So uh, we, we got a relationship early on with a festival in Sweden. We invited a lot of brewers from, you know, uh, Cycle, Angry Share, uh, yeah, Cigar, uh, yeah, yeah, the list is, I could, I could go on. So, so we, we, we kind of became family. And then we met uh, TBBC because uh, Jason, a friend of us, uh, started to work there. And uh, we saw the equipment they had. We saw the energy they had. And we felt like, okay, this is, this is family. Let's let's try do, do do to do something, and, and that's where we are. You know, we we, we created a a bond. How do you say that? Like, and now we try to, yeah, make something out of that energy. Yeah. So beer. So you're waiting for a shipment of, of beers from Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how is that going to change things for you guys? Or. Uh. Well, I mean, it's, 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 I think this is our second shipment from Tampa that we've gotten or getting up here. Um, but right now, yeah, we're just bringing in some of the kegs. Uh, the cans, unfortunately, sold out before we were able to get New York registration, uh, which has been taking a lot longer these days. Uh, but we'll at least have the kegs, and hopefully going forward, we'll be, be able to bring back the cans. Uh, but it's like I say, it's, it's great to just have something, you know, from Florida to New York is, is pretty close, considering, and, you know, transit time is much less, and... Uh, is a nice freshness to the beer. What What are some of the uh, bar accounts in New York that are carrying brewskis? I know tomorrow there's an event that you're going to tell me about too. Yeah, tomorrow we'll be at uh, Grand Delancey on Essex Street. Um, I know recently, I believe Haymakers brought in the beer. Torst has brought in the beer. Um, and now that I'm on the spot, I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But no, people people have always been pretty supportive of the brewery. Um, enjoy daylight. You know, it's just a, not a permanent line, but something they rotate through with uh, through their imports, and it always gets a good response. People, you know, when we have Ruski available, people definitely order it. Yeah, let, let's taste the next beer because you brought three beers for us. I love the package. Let's go with the blueberry then. Yeah. So who 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 designs it? Uh, it's uh, uh, it can be anyone. <laughs> Sometimes I do it, but now, nowadays I don't I don't have so much time for that, but. Uh, but uh, mainly, it's actually Marcus' son, his, uh, his eldest son or the oldest son, uh, Theo, Theo Jalmarsson. He is the main creative guy. He made the logo and, and you know, he, he started when he was 10. We found the logo for Bruski in, in his drawer. And Marcus gave him like 10 bucks and said, thank you. <laughs> we had him on two years ago. The son, Teo. You had Teo? Yeah, yes. he was here. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, we, we know your whole family now. Oh. Cheers. Cheers to Blue Ridge. Cheers. Again, this, this is, um, it's very drinkable. You know, it's, it's tart, but it's not, it's not like a fake. You know, some sour beers have like a fake sour. 
you know, there's too much some kind of acid in there or lime flavors. This this is like really tastes like the fruit. Um, but what's the philosophy behind you know getting the true expression of the fruit? I mean, you said a little bit about about not having access to good hops. Um, is it just that you guys are in Sweden and you you know you have these different types of fruits like the the the, the sour I, cherries? I, I, first, you know, you, the philosophy is about you know to stand behind your product in any any kind of you know even in your sleep I can stand behind the the product so that's that, that's our philosophy we, we want we want it to be pure we want it always. You, 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 we want to, anyone who wants a brewski, uh, they should know that it's all pure. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's actually healthy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There shouldn't be anything going on except the, 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 the fruit and, uh, you know. But, but, but it is a beer, of course. Yeah, it's not, it's not fruit juice. You know, there's definitely, no, you, you get the, the, the character of the Berliner Weiss, certainly, and the lactose, uh, the lactic acid. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not like drinking fruit juice. Like some do, do they brew with whole fruits or are they doing purees? It's a puree. But it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic puree. It's, it's the best quality, most expensive quality you can get. You know. Is that going to be a challenge, um, getting fruit in the, in the United States? I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. Of course, every fruit is different, you know, but but we will manage, you know. We w- we don't want to brew the same beer here as well, you know. We we wanted to, you know, that's that's also a challenge. And you're, but, but, you're but, making other beers too, right? You're making like a, a strong ales with coffee. So yeah, you're not just making fruit fruit beers. Yeah, we make the whole range. Now we even started uh, uh, brewing like uh, um, Keller beers, you know. And lagers, we brew that only for the bar. But you know, in in the next co- in the next couple of years, when we get you know, hopefully bigger, we, we can start brewing lager as well. That would be fun, pilsner and stuff. Yeah. Well, cheers. This is cheers. A really delicious. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be back in a minute on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm saying I'm, I'm getting to know Jonas. Jonas, how do you say your full name again? Jonas. 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 What's your last name? Jalmarsson. It's H-J. It's, 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 it's a hidden H. So it's actually Jalmarsson with J. Jalmarsson. And Brewski's in Sweden. And I remember uh, when you guys first started, uh, you were another one of those really cool, delicious beers from Shelton Brothers. Um, can you believe that these guys have grown so much, BR? I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing seeing that the two, fr- we had a, a very, very dry blueberry beer and a very dry cherry beer that I really liked. I'm not, I'm not usually seeking out f- uh, fruited beers. Yeah, no, they're definitely. That's it's always exciting when when breweries we we start working with get more and more popular, uh, and the beers continue to develop and get better. This is actually the the triple berry pie. The last beer we had was also served at I believe it was the version brewed in Sweden was served at our festival uh, in Buffalo last fall, 
and uh, Mike Schatzel of, of Thin Man and uh, a bunch of different bars and restaurants in Buffalo, kind of the mayor, unofficial mayor of Buffalo. Uh, he was this, a huge fan of this beer. You know, this is one beer. He's like, I could drink this all the time, all the time. And Yeah, that, that's why, oh, oh, maybe I forgot, that's why it's called triple berry pie, because it's not just blueberry. I mean the main the main fruit or the main main ber- berry how is it berry is blueberry but it, but it also contains uh, you guys are fruit. giving fruit a good name I feel like black. you should come to America and tell all the children about the good fruit they should eat because most things in America that are blueberry I don't like and most things in America that are cherry I don't like probably because they're too sweet yeah no these aren't sweet at all yeah and and, and so beer so it's New York yes. City Beer Week yes you're you're visiting the states were you just at the Wakefield Festival. Yeah, what, tell us about that festival. What? No, I wasn't there. You weren't there. No, we oh. uh, Dan, 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 the man, Dan Burke, was there. Uh, he's he's our kind of you know, our uh, ghosts. Uh, <laughs> how do you say it? Uh, a ghost ambassador here in U.S. Yeah, but so, so you, you're going to festivals. You went to the the, so, the festival in Buffalo. The festival, yeah. So they poured at Wakefest. I didn't really. I thought you were Wakefest. there. Wakefest. Wakefest down uh, at Jay Wakefield. Um, and then New York City Beer Week, the opening bash. Yeah. And will you be pouring at the opening bash on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. The pie so, beers. The pie, all three pie that we got? No, just the, the two. The, the third the, one is... The strawberry pie, I think? Strawberry pie and triple berry pie. Triple berry pie. Uh, trip, I, I have to say this. A triple berry pie, it, it's a triple. It's, it's a blueberry, blackcurrant, and, and a raspberry. And that as well. I just want to have that said. So we know what a triple berry pie is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm learning from you, Jonas. This is uh, pretty fun. So, um, BR, tell more about Brewski, because uh, they're going to be tomorrow at Grand Delancey. We'll be at Grand Delancey. The new great yep. beer bar in uh, es- Essex uh, Crossing. Mm-hmm. The Lower Market Line, right? right. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, we, it's, it was a little difficult in terms of, of scheduling any more events because of all of the Beer Week events that had already been set up. Um, but we wanted to at least do one showcase for the beers, and I think we have a wide range. We've got some Berliner Weiss. I believe we have a barley wine, um, but a nice range of beers to showcase. Showcase. These are all beers from Sweden. These are the unfortunately the ones from Florida aren't going to arrive in time, but we'll have all, all the Swedish versions there. So, are you you're still regularly importing the, the beers from Sweden, or you just got not as much? Not events? as much. It's mostly we want to focus more on Florida, but uh, we do from time to time we bring in a few things. From, we'll bring in some of the stuff from Sweden still. Wow, that's cool. Do you have any other um, foreign beers that are that are starting to make beer in the states? Uh, well, Freigeist is now brewing uh, some of his beers here. Uh, we've got uh, mostly in cans. Um, Two All, same thing, is brewing some beers in the U.S. Um, for now, I believe those are the. I think those are you guys are the three: Brewski, Freigeist, and Two All that I can think of. Um, but a few, yeah, a few others are, are looking into options of, of not everything, not to, you know, not to move their entire production to the U S but just to do some. So again, you know, for, so that it's less expensive, um, and freshness and just to, to get the name out there as well. You know, there's a lot of breweries that are still have some, you know, extra space, uh, in their production where for them, it's a win-win because they have the brewers come over and, you know, can use up, use their, uh, their, their brewing capacity, their excess brewing capacity. They can fill it up with, uh, with beers from these other breweries. Jonas, I have a question for you. It's a Shoot. serious question. Um, you know, you guys are you're Swedish, but you're you're travelers, and you and you're selling in a lot of markets. Um, what does it take for people to appreciate beers from across cultures? Are, are, and is that something you're talking about, thinking about, 
with your exports and your travels? No, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I, uh, I've been traveling for uh, two years now. And I've been, I've been uh, drinking craft with 15,000 Russians in Moscow, you know. When you go to a party with 15,000 Russians, you expect not to be found, <laughs> you know. Your body w- shouldn't be found anywhere. But, but when you get together with 15,000 Russians and, and, you know, you, you, you get... And, and, and everybody's like... It's, it's just a huge, beautiful family right now, so... So uh, no, it's 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 it, it it connects people. You know, it's not it's not a cliche. It connects and it makes people calm, <laughs> calm as fuck. You know, the the, the I think uh, the way f- to world peace is is through hops. <laughs> well, you're right. You don't hear about too many people in beer bars getting into fights. Um, <laughs> but so fifteen thousand people in in Moscow was that a festival? Yeah. Uh, what, what was that? It was, uh, was like 50 meters from the Red Square, you know, in the center of Moscow. And, uh, you know, when you see that many Russians, you know, you, you know the, all the cliches about the Russians, the vodka and the violence or, you know. It was, there was nothing, uh, nothing of that at all. And then you go to, and then you go to Shanghai, same thing. You go anywhere, uh, Italy. It's a huge festival there, like 10,000, 12,000 people. And, you know, it's just, just, it's just beautiful. It's like, you know, it's like the old discotheques, you know. But there's no discos anymore. Now it's craft beer festivals. It kind of took that place, took its place. So you're like J- Jonas World Peace. Well, <laughs> well it's a hop, it's a hoppy. You know, it's, I, hope, I, 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 I hope for a hoppy, hoppy and better world. So you you just poured a hoppy beer for us. Yes, this, this is uh, what does the fox say, which you'll have to explain a little bit more. I know we just recently submitted for label approval on this one. It's an IPA with a uh, fake yeast. Yeah, it's the Norwegian Norwegian farmhouse yeast. So it's a special special spe- special yeast that when you put that under high temperature, you get very you know nice passion fruit notes. So we kind of we we kind of uh, enter that. Uh, kind of, you know, how do you say it? material right now because it has so so much potential. You never know where it will go, but but it's like super interesting now. Do you know which uh, hops you guys used in this one? Uh, n- uh, maybe Amarillo Citra. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, that's yeah, uh, it's got some wonderful yeah, for, for me. The, the the fruit sour beers they were my like kind of palate. Awakener, and now I'm ready for the hops. So, You're tell us the name of this beer one more time, and let me have more, please, because it's really good. What does the fox say? From Brewski's. From Brewski. I don't yeah, know what. It, what it, does the fox it say? It says quick, quick. Of course. <laughs> We're doing a show on quick soon. Um, Br, what role do you guys have as importers in, in picking which beers you carry? I mean, are you taking everything that Brewski makes, or do you like give them a direction about? What, what you want to sell in certain markets? Uh, it, it really depends on the brewery. Um, it Usually what happens um, is the brewery will let us know what they have, and we will say, yes, you know this will work here. Nah, that one maybe not so much. 
uh, or please do definitely do this one. Of course, you know, we unfortunately don't have a crystal ball. So sometimes what we think we'll do really well doesn't. And then the things that we'll think, oh, we'll just take a small amount end up blowing up. But um, it's, it's really, like I say, it, it's, it's sort of a give and take. And, and sometimes a brewery say, well, you know, this is a beer we would really like to have in the U.S. And we might give them the caveat to say, like, we'll take it in, but we don't know how well it will do. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a back and forth and just trying to – we have a little better understanding for the most part of the market than uh, some of – I wouldn't say all of our breweries, but uh, most of our breweries – just by fact that they, I mean, you guys from Brewski come here frequently and you participate in festivals. So you have an awareness of what the the, the, the American taste is at right now. Uh, other breweries, they have no idea. You know, they just think like, well, just tell us what you would like to bring in. But um, and, and now it used to be we would ask breweries to send us samples. Now if it's a brewery that we've been working with on a regular basis, we know that the quality is going to be good. So we just simply say, yeah, what have you got? Let's, you know, take a beers, a B and C. Well, yeah, you know, uh, actually Marcus had these, uh, like, uh, the, uh, the beers we, we, we were trying here, uh, the, the blueberry pie and the, and the cherry pie and the strawberry pie that, that, that kind the idea to make them that creamy or, and, you know, uh, how do you say Potent. He had these ideas four years ago already, but but the time wasn't ready, you know. So so even if you have you know big innovative ideas, sometimes you also have to step back and wait till the market is ready. Or I mean, it's it sounds so cheesy to say the market, but the consumers are kind of uh, you know they they need time. I mean, if, if Joel were here, he would be saying, you know, Shelton Brothers has been singing the praises of lagers and Keller beers and Pilsners and very, you know, easy to drink yet flavorful, uh, particularly German and Czech styles. And then finally, it seems, you know, after 20 years of, of trying to get people to, to drink these beers that we've been importing, people have finally decided, oh, yeah, that's that's actually a good thing. We, we want to drink that. I mean, we still also obviously have uh, other beers that we're very excited about. But that's something that from the beginning, Shelton Brothers has already heard always espouse these balanced, easy-drinking, traditional beers, um, which is now it's just great. It's, it's, it's nice to see people also uh, having our appreciation. But on the same hand, we also love to have something new like this because you need something. You need some variety as well. So for us, it's exciting to have a, something like the berries, the berry series. Do you call these berry beers like milkshake style? Is that is that a style that you would apply to this? Yeah, it, well... It, 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 well we we used to call it what do you call it like um, pastry sour pastry, right yeah. now because it kind of flirts with that of course that's pastry thing you know so yeah now, what makes it that consistency it's uh, well we experiment a lot with oats you know so if if you get if you want that beautiful uh, texture and flavor from the pie. You, you, you might need to experiment with different kind of oats to get there and, you know, to get... And a lot of American breweries are also using lactose in those to yes, give them that, the creaminess well. as yeah. well, yeah. But yeah. It, it's amazing when you say sour that, that now, th- these are the styles that people say, when you say sour, I think that's what people expect. And this is what they like. 
But for me, this, the sours have so many. There's so many variations. Well, I, I think mean, this you is guys the sub, alone have. Yeah, this would be Berliner the subcategory and, of sort of the, the fruited, the modern fruited sours, as opposed to the traditional sours. Which, I mean, in sours is just kind of a catch-all because a lot of people, I think, apply the term sour to beers that aren't really sour. They might have some tartness to them. They might have, um, you know, a little bit of the wild and funky notes, but they just kind of lump everything in as, as sour. Whereas something, if it's got lactobacillus, it's going to be a little bit more sour and acetic than something that is just is more tart. Yeah. And next week you'll be on, we'll have... Uh, Greg Engbert from Grand Delancey talking about lambics too. So yes, the classics. Yeah, and you guys at Brewski is like you know your marketing. You talk about you're not normal, normal beer, and it, and you make it sound like you're, you're being so experimental, but you're actually kind of you're making um, very like au courant beers of the moment. Um, so you're really you're kind of normal, <laughs> or or do you not want to be normal? Well, I think Marcus has this. Uh, he has this very unique uh, combination of being a lunatic and also very, uh, how to say, uh, he's very good at calculating. You know, that's very hard to find. I, I'm not, I'm not that guy. You know, I, I, you know, I showed up five minutes late, six <laughs> or seven minutes late. You know, I, 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 I can count to seven. You know. But he he he's, he has the creative side and also the and a, and a lithic side in in a way that's very unique. So it's that kind of I think that kind of uh, uh, holds everything together. You know, hold this punk band together because yeah. If if we look at the characters around Marcus, you know, it's 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 a freak show, dude. So who who else? So I know about Teo, his son. I know you, Jonas. I know Marcus. Who, who else is working with him? That's part of the freak show. Oh, uh, the second, uh, or I mean, the second and third brewer, uh, uh, Fralan, Fredrik, uh, Fölster, and uh, uh, Tobbe, Tobias. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, they're 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 they're, they're very they're, they're very nice guys. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know what to say about <laughs> that. You know, I just they're, you they're to, probably listening right now. I just wanted so. you to say their names. Nothing on wrong there. with you guys. And then the tasting <laughs> room. So the tasting room, what's what's unique about that? You can taste how many different beers. Well, in Sweden, you can't. You're not allowed to have tasting rooms. So you have to run a restaurant to be, uh, be allowed to serve uh, uh, beverage, you know, with alcohol. So, so we started a. We had to start a restaurant too. So we started a ramen restaurant, <laughs> and we didn't know how to run a restaurant. So now we've been doing that for two years. So it, that took a lot of time. It took a lot of, you know, uh, how do you say, money as well. And uh, a lot of effort, a lot of, you know, that was a mind fuck. But I think we, we, we learned a lot. Uh, we, we celebrate two years now in, in March. So we're very happy we made it through. And it's getting quite popular as well. We're selling a lot of food right now. It's it's crazy, you know. So we can, and then that's also the uh, the way of how Marcus works, you know. Uh, he he just came came up with okay, let's let's go with ramen. That was like a month before we opened the restaurant, you know. But when we opened, boom, there was ramen there, and that was that was high quality stuff, you know. Yeah, the re- there's a restaurant in New York called Ivan Ramen. 
that also sells a ton of crap. We did beer. Uh, last time Jonas was in town. We did an event at Ivan Ramen. Yeah, that was the one of the one of the best tap takeovers we've ever done. I think that was beautiful. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Well, it's it's great having you on, Jonas. Um, so tomorrow you're going to be at Grand Delancey, tasting a lot of different beers. Um, what are you looking forward to about that? I mean, I know you like to meet people. You like to meet fifteen thousand people in Moscow. Um, I like, to, I, you know, I like I like to meet fifteen people in Moscow. You know, uh, you know, fifteen people is a lot of people. So whoever shows up, you know, it will be great fun. And and you know, uh, and uh, I just I was I think I, in my soul I was kind of born in New York. I don't know why because I was all into graffiti and all the. The early hip hop movement. So, for me, it's like coming home, and uh, you know, yeah. As, as long as you let me in, I, I think I, I would be you're, you're coming cool, back. Hey, yeah. Bear, can we just drink the the Fifth Hammer beer um, just yes. to celebrate we, New York City Beer Week? We can. Up? We have. Uh, it's their their Fooder Brow. It just came out. Uh, it was. They aged. They recently got some Fooders, and I've, this has been aged in that. I had it for the first time. Actually, I had it off the tank. Um, several weeks ago at a homebrew meeting there. Uh, I've known Chris and Mary for many years since we were all homebrewers together, and it's always very exciting to see homebrewers make it professional in the city. Oh, that's great. So it's a, is it a pills? What is it? Fooder? Yeah, it, it's, the, it's a fooder pills, but it's, it's been aged it, or conditioned. It's not particularly, it's not aged for, for very long um, in, their, in their oak food. You know that taste when you say it tastes like beer? This this tastes like beer in a really good way, yeah. So that's a great name, Food of Brow. Um, cheers to Mary and Chris at at Fifth Hammer. Um, good friends, really important part of New York City uh, uh, breweries, and uh, a good thing to toast to kick off New York City Beer Week. That's right. Thanks, Br. You guys have been so great to us, uh, Shelton Brothers. Um, we tasted a threes, we tasted fifth hammer, we tasted a couple of brewskis. I've got also got the KCBC beer here for you, Jimmy. A little drink. Which one's that? We might as well uh, the new the new robot fish. Oh. Uh, their mosaics uh, smash wow, beer. Can't wait. Yes. Yeah. And cheers to you, Jonas. Uh, appreciate cheers you coming to you, out. Jimmy. Thank and, you so uh, much for having us. Thanks here. to everybody. Thanks to our producer Dylan Hoyer, intern Kevin uh, Chang Barnum, and engineer Matt Patterson. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cheers. Beer Sessions Radio is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.